Welcome to the PJ Parter Podcast. My name is PJ Parter. Today we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff about politics and religion and uh, what happened there. Oh, yeah. So, hey, how was your long weekend? What did you actually do? I What did I do? I went bouldering. <sighs> we talk about this later. Do you want to yeah. fully get it off your chest here? Yeah, I'll do it on the podcast. very reserved on the air, yes. which so, I respect. Okay, but go ahead. Now. About the activity that I tried for the first time. I tried bouldering for the first time. Which what is it? Bouldering is like, I mean, I might not be the, giving it the right... Um, definition for people who actually do boulder but um it's like short rock climbing without a rope it's like you're climbing oh, a boulder sized rock and okay. th- there's like mats and you just like kind of like climb down or jump off oh well and you're only like really climbing like two times the size of you kind of thing okay so you're not climbing that high it's like real short little climbs um specific to every person so like you're shorter than me is your yeah, boulder shorter than my no boulder? no no it's all the same boulder oh, okay so oh. mine, so it's just a a twelve foot two inch boulder, something like that. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah, specifically that amount. And then do you <laughs> fall down off the boulder? Yeah, it's like if you fall, you fall. You just fall on the mats. You fall on the mats. Is yeah. it very squishy mats or is it like classic shitty gym mats? Uh, sque- they're like um squishy but like firm okay. kind of thing. That didn't make any sense. Those are two contradictory things, but like no, yeah, yeah, squishy firm. Um, so did you not, fall like, at all? Yeah, like you kind of like jump off, oh, yeah. but you don't like. I didn't fall on my butt or anything. You just kind of like whoop and then land on your feet like a cat. Anyway, it was my first time going to rock climbing, and um, I was expecting it to. Huh? Why did you go? Was it, it like, was a date to the date? Yeah. Does the date? Does this guy like doing that? Um, I think he had he had climbed before. I don't know if he had gone to Boulder House specifically before oh and that's where you went there's a business called boulder house yeah and it's just like a bouldering climbing spot is it inside or outside it's inside so i thought like i was thinking about like rock climbing when i was a kid we would go for like birthday parties and stuff so i Mm -hmm. thought it was gonna be like that kind of chill you know you just like everyone's just fun and climbing around and it's a good time and like woo but i walk in there and i'm immediately intimidated Mm. um the person at the front desk, I don't know, I think it was like the end of the shift or something, because I walk in and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm new to this. And he's like, oh, okay, sign a waiver. And he got me to sign the waiver and then didn't really like say what to do next. So we like paid for it. And I was like, am I supposed to have shoes or something? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, they're behind you. I'm like, okay. So I just like got the shoes on. <laughs> and then he's yeah. like, you guys don't need a, an orientation, do you? And I was like, what am I supposed to say here? I'm like, I would. it would be nice. I don't really know what I'm doing. And the person I was with kind of understood it. Anyway, we didn't get an orientation. Um, so we just kind of were winging it. And there's certain, like, things that you have to do with bouldering. There's different, like, routes that you have to take um, and different colors. And it's different difficulties. Okay. So without anyone explaining that, it's really hard to figure it out. Because you look at this wall and there's just, like, a bunch of colored, like, rocks and I would just go to the rocks that looked good to me and, like, climb up on them because I don't really know what I'm well, doing. Yeah, that's what I remember, like, as rock climbing as a kid. I don't know. I just You just grab whatever you can. Right? right? It's, like, yeah. all different colors and who cares? Yeah. Whatever you can reach, whatever makes sense to you and you can get your fingers on. So that's what I did. I yeah. tried to do. Okay. Um, but I was super nervous. It was so packed in there. It was a really busy night. Everyone was lined up on the mats. And I guess you're supposed to, like, wait like, there's certain, like, turns you're supposed to, like, there's just, like, you're supposed to, there's etiquette around it, right? So I finally got enough courage to, like, go touch the wall for the first time after being there for 10 minutes <laughs> trying to, like, figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And I go and touch the wall, and then someone, I guess, their route 
was eventually going to cross mine, and I didn't notice that. Okay. So she was up on, like, the right of me, and she was like, excuse me? And I, like, immediately just, like, ran away from the wall. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she got down. And she came off and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. It's my first time bouldering. I don't really know what I'm doing. And she was like, yeah. And then went to go talk to her friends and shit talked me. She, are you sure that she shit talked you? Did you yes. hear her talking shit? Yeah, she pointed wow. at me and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to die. I'm going to go light myself on fire right now. <laughs> I hate this. Um, and then, you know, eventually she and her crew and everyone else started to leave. And there was less people. And I was able to actually, like, figure out what I was supposed to do. I asked a few people. Right. Like, I was like, hey, do you have any tips? Or, like, I'm like, is it okay if I watch you? I don't really know what I'm doing. And, and that was totally fine. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it. I actually loved it. It was just so intimidating. I think that um, I was while you were gone in the last few weeks that someone called in or texted in. It was like really a earnest and sweet question. Someone was like, hey, I just moved to Victoria um, you know, not too long ago and I would like to make friends. And what should I go and do to do that? Mm-hmm. And um, so we like, you know, put that out on the air and. People responded and stuff, and and like one of the best things you can do, even to make friends, is like, well, it's it's there's two camps. Either you can go out drinking, mm-hmm. right? Like go to bars. That's where people are, and they're open and susceptible to meeting people. That's why, like, if you're not on a dating app, that's why people meet at bars is mm-hmm. because that's where people are open to doing that, you know. And then number two, well, the social lubrication of booze. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to drink, like for me, like I actually, I don't think I've had, okay, one drink. I had a drink on the weekend, had a cocktail at a restaurant. But like other than that, I haven't had a drink since Christmas and mm. I'm feeling really good about that. So what if I didn't want to be drinking? What what the fuck do I do? Oh yeah, good question. To go out and to meet people, right? If I want yeah. to move to Newtown. And the answer really was like activities and ex- especially activities like like you're talking about physical activities, bouldering and stuff, but I can absolutely see. And when you look at it like that, right, if you take a step back and you're like, all right, there's all these little mice in a cage and some of them want to go and do something that's healthy, mm-hmm. you know, to meet other mice. And some of them want to go do something that's objectively unhealthy, which is drinking booze, right? Mm-hmm. The mice who would go and choose the the more, the healthier activity, they're so much worse off than the mice who would go and drink booze because mm-hmm. it's like it's so because exactly that thing you just said it's so much more intimidating to get dressed up go to a thing try a new activity you know versus going to a bar and just sitting there and uh, drinking, drinking and yeah. having other people maybe talk to you but also maybe hit on you and you never know now of course this was this is I'm talking about when you're trying out a new activity mm-hmm. you move to a new town and you're just into bouldering you just go and fucking boulder and that's probably an easier thing to do but still like. It's just hard for people to try new things, and that's so kind of... At 35 years old, I all the time think to myself, is this it? Is this my skill set? Are these the things that I can do, and will I, will I only be able to do less over time? Have I right. maxed out what I can do, and even the thing, like, and my body will just now get progressively worse until I die, so I won't be able to, um, I don't know... This is go bouldering as easily as I could when I was a kid or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know that feeling. Um, but I, I think like no, I don't think you, 
you know, you're limited to that. I think no. that it is definitely harder to learn things as an adult. And mm-hmm. once you're like, because everyone who's doing that thing has been doing it for years if they're around the same age of you as exactly. you usually, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it's harder to get into things. So it's harder to get a new hobby. It is hard to like, kind of dive into it. But once you get past that, like, initial phase, that intimidation phase, and like, yeah, once I got past that in, in this previous experience this weekend Mm -hmm. it was great i had a great time and i want to go back again and i feel more comfortable going back again and knowing like how things work in that sort of scenario but no i totally get that it's hard to meet new people i know like a lot of people like join like dungeons and dragons crews and stuff like (laughs) that that. well that's what someone said yeah go to like the board game cafe there's always people looking for another person yeah yeah or like um join a band Get out your old clarinet or what do you play? Saxophone or something? I play saxophone, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should join a band. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because I think that, you know, we talk about your um experience more later in this podcast. We talk mm-hmm. about on the air, like doing an activity that you want to do. And I do find that a, an interesting kind of thing to tackle in your life. But you know, it's it is you know, the friendship thing plays into that too, because whether you're meeting new friends or whether you're like taking a bunch of old friends, like friendships to maintain those as you get older is so important. It becomes really difficult because people just get like so bogged down with like their own relationships and mm-hmm. then there's kids involved and then work and everything and then if you move away. But like if you can maintain some friendships, like I'm just trying to think now, like if I went, like I luckily have a really beautiful friendships still in my life. And if I got all me and my buddies and we were just like, we're going bouldering, mm-hmm. right? I don't think some lady is going to yell at us. Or if she does, at least we, like, look at each other and we're like, <laughs> and then we're like, oh, well, what are you going to do, right? Uh-huh. But for you and just even one other person to get yelled at, that's so intimidating. Yeah, I think, like, with that, too, like, looking at her perspective, I think that she thought maybe I had a different intent. Like, I, I don't mm. think she knew that I was new. Maybe she just thought I was being a little shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's right. usually where, like, anger comes from. It's like you assume that that person has, like, a different intent. Like, sure. oh, you're you're doing this out of a, a way to hurt me. And it's like, no one usually is. Everyone's just trying to figure it out for themselves, you know? Yeah. Let's all be nice to each other. Um, and I understand, like it, like the urgency in her, like excuse me, I get it, like because I someone could have got hurt, sure. um, initially or eventually, um, and I get that, um, but it was also like the after being me coming up and being like, I'm really sorry about that. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, it's okay, like yeah, yeah. you know, still- it was like, nope, wow. <laughs> you crossed me, wow, yeah, my turf. That's such a shame. I wonder if people are just getting angrier these days or whatever it is. But it's interesting. I had, oh, it was so nice. I had Mm -hmm. someone reach out after talking about that and she was like, hey, I go to Boulder House all the time. Um, If you want to come with me one day, I would love to like show you the ropes and like I really enjoy it. And I think it would be cool to like see you actually, you know, try it again. Yeah. We had a nice conversation. I was like, I'm down to do it again. So there you go. Now I feel silly for even saying that. Of course, people aren't getting worse. There's just some assholes out there sometimes. That's it. Yeah. She's like, I had the exact same experience when she first started as well she's like it's a very like intimidating sport to get into but once you get into it and you kind of become part of them i guess <laughs> it um it gets better but okay well from this experience i'm really gonna try my best because uh, i've uh, talked about how i'm going up to tofino i think mm-hmm. in the end of april and i would love to drive surfing and i've <gasps> lived on this island for um, 15 years almost mm-hmm. and have never surfed been to hawaii you know and looked at big waves and all that and like and not even big waves but nice waves and I've uh, been with people who are like, let's go surfing. And I'm just like, never, I'm a little terrified yeah. of being dragged out to sea and dying in the middle of the ocean. Um, and also, like, 
I don't think there's sharks, but you're a little bit afraid of sharks when you're out there. Yeah. Um, so I was really lucky. I lived with a roommate who was a surf instructor at some point. Oh, shit. In like South America or something. Um, so she came out with me the first time and it was so nice yeah. to like just have her teach me the ropes. So she actually like held my surfboard for me, told me when I was supposed to paddle, turned mm-hmm. me around, like pointed out the wave I was supposed to go to. Mm-hmm. It was so great. So if you know someone, especially with surfing, it's so dangerous. Yeah. Like if you don't know what you're doing, it's right. really scary. Like w- don't fuck with waves. The ocean yeah. will win. Yeah. You know, um, I would recommend. Yeah. Go with someone, you know, <laughs> who is good at surfing or at least can like teach you some things. Yeah. I wouldn't go out just willy-nilly. No, no. Maybe boogie board first or something. Yeah. Just, like, get the feeling of what it feels like to catch a wave. Right. With a boogie board and you're not standing up. I boogie boarded in Hawaii, and even then I got, like, tossed by some waves. But, like, some very small waves. Yeah, yeah. But still, I got tossed around, like, nothing, and then, like, swallowed a bunch of seawater and uh, barfed off. Like, oh, my like, God. On a chill <laughs> beach with children. Yeah, seriously. Shit. I'm just like... <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah, you're right. The waves. So, anyways, or I, get well, a lesson, huh? Get a lesson. Get one of those yeah. deals because you, yeah, they're a good deal. Yeah. You get all your gear involved, and then you're also just like feel way more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah. Okay, I want to. I want to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, um, let's uh, just wrap this here and uh, get into the meat of the pod. It is a little bit shorter because, of course, it is a it was a short work week this week, mm-hmm. and um, we'll be next week too because I'm taking a bunch of Mondays off. Oh. Wait, this Monday coming up? I think so. Okay. Uh, that should have been approved, I should all hope. All right. So, um, yeah, so have a great uh, weekend and all that. Enjoy the pod. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Pretty wild story this morning, hey? There was a, a plane crash that it, it landed near Blankensop area, like the farmland there. Yeah. Um, not a single person was injured, which is pretty incredible. Having a yeah. plane come from the sky. Uh, apparently, it was like a, a pleasure flight from the Victoria Flying Club. It was a pilot, well-known pilot, mm. great pilot. Um, Clearly, yeah, had to had like a mechanical difficulty, and then ended up doing an emergency landing, and the plane flipped over, and yeah, everyone walked away from the accident. Sandwich police posted a photo of the plane upside down in a rural field. I know it's a wild thing to see, but let me just say this: mm-hmm. this is where I want flight technology to go to. Nothing has changed about riding in an airplane since it was invented. Mm-hmm. I feel like I think I feel like it was like Wright Brothers were practically it was like a bicycle with wings, <laughs> and then it was like jump straight to you know it's like uh, commercial airliners mm-hmm. were all getting peanuts and whatever, and it has stayed the exact same since nineteen. I want to say like fifty five. Let's just say five hours from Vancouver Toronto in nineteen fifty five. Five hours Vancouver Toronto two thousand twenty. Okay. But this is where I want is like the crashes. If we can get the like injury and mortality rate on crashes down oh, to yeah. zero, that's what I want to hear of more and more. I want to hear more cra- plane crashes where nobody gets hurt. I don't know what happens if a giant balloon pops <laughs> out or we just like are training the pilots so well that they can land and then flip themselves upside down and somehow that just save lives. But that's what I want is the zero mortality crashes. Yeah. Woof! I mean, I'm sure they're working on that. <laughs> I don't need to get to Toronto any faster. I just want to survive if we crash on the way. I know. Is that a dumb thing to say? I mean, like, of course, that's what they train in pilot school. And, of course, that's what they are working towards all the time. They don't want anyone to die. Of course not. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're on it. Okay, sweet. Well, just, yeah, that's what I want (laughs) them to really focus up up on. Yeah. I know. I think it's they're trying to not crash. 
that's great too. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of crashes. It's, it's so true, right? Statistically, low crashes. What I want is we crash and everyone survives. Okay. Remember in 2017, the male romper was introduced by a Kickstarter that was called Romp Him? Hi- highlight of the whole year for me, I think. Yeah, you never got your paws on a, a male romper, did you? No, I can't say that I did. But I could see you rocking one, because you like to show off your legs. I love showing off my legs. Because what it is, is just like shorts and a shirt with a button-up shirt just like combined. It's like a romper, right? Like one romp. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. romp around. I think it was like a, supposed to be like a big like festival sort of yeah. uh, trend. Oh my God, and, and the biggest complaint I hear about the romper from girls mm-hmm. is that oh you got to get completely naked in a porta potty yeah. to to go to the bathroom yeah. and uh, guess what I'm wearing um, joggers today and I already have to pull them all the way down to my knees to go and have a pee at the urinal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no bird hole, so I got to pull them all down. All the way down to your knees, though. Well, I, I just feel like make that's... sure I clear the <laughs> right, and then I can extra. deal with the bird hole in my ginch. But okay. uh, the point is that so I'm down. Mm-hmm. And uh, now news is that Romp Him is going out of business. Ugh. And I don't understand. I don't Not know enough what... people got behind the trend. Or it was only trending for 2017 and then that was it. So maybe there'll be some rompers on sale for this upcoming festival season. I, I just don't get. I just like, they look comfortable as hell. They do. They look cool. I like them. I think, hopefully there'll be some great discount deals now. Yeah. Some clearance. I'm hoping so. Going out of business sale. Those are my favorite sales. Yeah. <laughs> So this weekend, I tried a new activity, and I really liked the activity, okay? Okay. Um, and though I, I've, I'm finding this, because I want to try a whole bunch of new things, like active sort of things, like climbing, like surfing, like all these different uh-huh. things that I've been meaning to try, but yep. I've been a little bit nervous to do so. And do you ever notice when you try something new, there's a sort of etiquette around like an unspoken etiquette Mm -hmm. around a certain activity Mm -hmm. um, that you can only really like catch on unless you're like you have to like be told it or you have to like observe it for a long time and do research and figure out you know those little nuances of like how to kind of fit in with people who've been doing it for years without you know getting in their way or something like that so i found that when i was trying this new activity that i uh didn't know the etiquette and i actually got yelled at because i was brand new at it and i didn't know yeah the proper way around things and um i'm saying all this without actually saying what i know i know we don't throw anyone (laughs) under the bus but i know i fully feel you and there's so many activities that are like that where the people who have been doing it for a while or whatever they seem to like claim this ownership of it Mm -hmm. they forget what it's like to be brand new they assume that everyone is at the same level that they are and that for some reason it's like if you're in their way yeah uh it's like a personal slight against them so it's so funny I said to you, I was like, I couldn't remember the word, and but you knew that I meant blackjack. Yeah. You go to a, a, any casino, and you sit at this, even one other person at a blackjack table, they will, if you know, if you hit when they don't think you should, or if they perceive that you're messing up their cards by, is like hitting or not hitting, or taking extra cards or whatever, when they wouldn't, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they're so rude to you. Or they ha- I've experienced this. You have two at a casino? Yeah, I usually avoid the blackjack table, because I don't know the rules that well. Like, I'm right. not that comfortable with it where I don't feel like I could hold my own but I want to learn and I want to like you know go ahead and, and, and try and learn the game but my question is like what do you do in that situation where I would like to maybe like get a mentor or something sure. go with someone who knows the game or the activity or the sport and they yeah. can kind of teach you as you go along um, but if you're like going solo and you want to try new things like what are some tips on like being able to hold your own I know and it's like look at 
I'm curious about that too because I really know like what are how do you engage in a new activity in that way yeah. without being yelled at and I'm happy to like learn that and so are you yeah. and that's what we're talking about here but also can we just like say a message to everyone who does <laughs> an activity like please don't yell at other people who you know like yeah surfing's a great example I would love to go surfing half of me is terrified I'll be swept out to sea and drown mm-hmm. the other half is I don't want to get yelled at by someone who's cooler and better at surfing <laughs> yeah, than me exactly I like Rachel's response. It said, give it the rule of three. The first two times you go and do something, you're pretty much guaranteed to suck at it. But the third time, you might actually start picking it up and like start, you know, picking up the etiquette around that certain activity. But by the third, you should know whether or not you like it. So the advice there, I guess, is put blinders on. Don't care what anyone says. Plow through until at least your third time. That's hard to do, though. It is. Yeah. Uh, Mike says, uh, so talking about the, the blackjack uh, example, he says he used to be a dealer at a local casino and that the dealer should be facilitating that learning process mm-hmm. and that they should control the other people if they get mad. So that's good across the board, too. It's like if you're going to somewhere, the people who work there really should have a handle on it. Yeah. They should know when there's learners to help them out and to let the other old experts be chill. Because, yeah, if I'm the owner and you're at my casino or my sporting place or wherever... Yeah. And I know that like, I'm, I'm the new people who are giving it a try are having a hard time because of that reason. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. Yeah, I don't want that. Right? I don't want them giving it a try once, deciding it's not for them. They have a bad time because someone yells at them, and then they don't come back. That's brutal. Yeah, exactly. And then Micah, or is it Mika? I'm so Micah. sorry, Micah. Uh, texted in and said, um, just do a lot of research before jumping into something. It will make you feel more comfortable, first of all. But also, there's a lot of like YouTube uh, beginners guides on everything. So whatever activity right. it is, um, you could probably learn online. And also, a lot of people are willing to help you if it looks like your eagle eager to learn and receive criticism. So just being straight up with someone who's next to you who looks really good saying, hey, do you have any tips for someone who's brand new? That could be, you know, difficult to ask that (laughs) initial question. But I mean, it could be really helpful. Yeah. And finally... These all this uh, remaining uh, feedback it goes under the heading of one message we got, which is tell them to f off. <laughs> and so, really, like one guy says, if people are complaining that you are an amateur, tell them to go to the higher stakes table since they're such a pro. Oh, and then Dion sassy. says too, he's like keep your chin up. They don't get to dictate your fun. Yeah, what a great way to put that. Hey, I love that. No one gets to dictate your fun. That's so true. Tell them to f off. Great job, team. <laughs> Thanks for that. I don't feel as bad now mm. after trying climbing for the first time. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what, what it was. was. Let's talk about this because it is interesting and, you know, you got to give credit where it's due. I know as I give Jeff Bezos a hard time a bunch, mm-hmm. uh, but this is a legitimate contribution. He's given $10 billion to uh, flight, fight climate change. He's committing $10 billion of his $130 billion wealth. Wow. Which, like, and this is always the thing. Whenever Jeff Bezos gives any amount of money, he can give you, like, $10 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then someone does the billionaire math. Yeah. At, like, the right, richest man in the world math. And it's like, yeah, that's like you giving three cents to a charity. Right. Right? Right. It's like, get off your wallet, Bezos. Well, in this case, at $10 billion, that's a legit legitimate portion of his astronomical wealth. Yeah. That's a decent commitment to, okay, sure, the biggest, most existential threat that we as a human race face today. 
yeah. climate change. So he decided to launch Bezos Earth Fund, and he's hoping uh, to encourage other billionaires to do the same thing and uh, donate money, which is great. It, sometimes it just takes one guy to be like, okay, I'm actually going to give a little chunk and make a little dent in my earnings right. uh, for other people to kind of follow suit as well. Um, he, he's encouraging uh, action from big companies, small companies, nation states, global organizations, and individuals. So that's what it is wonderful, but I do feel like it is a bit of like he's just bought himself a $10 billion shield against criticism. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, because he used to say stuff like, I've got more money than I can ever spend in a million lifetimes, so I have to spend it by going into space and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we here on Earth would be like, No, you don't. Use some of that money here on Earth or, like, quit hoarding it. Mm-hmm. You know, pay your employees more. Give them better benefits. There's all kinds of things you could do with $130 billion that don't invest literally lighting on fire in the form of rocket fuel to send spaceships up into space. <laughs> so, no, do it here on Earth. And for him to be like, oh, yeah, here's $10 billion. There are ways that you could spend it and do good here on Earth. That's a nice criticism shield. Mm-hmm. Budget day over at the old uh, place that we, uh, the big castle that's near our city. Right. I hear that they're going to be taxing soda pop. They're going to be a little bit more tax on soda pop. Evidently. All right. I'm yes. into it. Do you remember like back in the day when we used to think like drinking soda pop was okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at lunchtime? I remember in uh, elementary school and middle school, people would uh, drink those like chubby Sodas? Do you oh, remember yeah, those? Yeah, those yeah. like neon-colored sodas, yeah. and everyone in the class drank them because they thought it was like a normal thing to drink instead of water. Right. Yeah. That's awful. That was what a wild time that was. I was never allowed to have soda pop except like weekends. You can have a soda pop. Yeah. But then it was so intense. I'd I'd like be jonesing for it so badly. Pardon the pun. <laughs> that I would then go out. Oh no, wait, that's a different type of soda pop. But I would go and get a Jolt Cola. You remember those? Oh yeah. It's like. Ten times of caffeine, ten times of sugar. Just try this into you, stupid. And it was like a shock to the system. It was horrible. Right. Yeah, I didn't drink too much so, soda pop growing what's, up. What's the... What's the... What's I'm the, like, sure, tax it. Why not? Yeah, it's awful. I, I really think it's poisonous. Mm-hmm. So what else uh, happened in the budget meeting, so outside of that? Um, okay, so uh, there will be 40,000 uh, students care- studying at public colleges and university, and they will be eligible for a new grant to help <gasps> cover tuition costs. Amazing. Uh, students in longer programs will be eligible for up to $1,000 a year on the on top of the $3,000 that full-time students can get through Canada Student Grants. Okay, so good news for students. That's great. Yeah, um, uh, they're going to yeah, a few different things that happen, but okay. most most of the soda pop. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I think the big thing that I heard today out of this budget speech was uh, stay the course. Mm. They like how they're doing things in BC right now. Apparently, we're like, you know, doing a good job of balancing the budget. Right. They're the saying like, oh, it's around. a moderately, it's getting moderately better. So that's good. Yeah. So stay the course. Okay. Well, rumor is that they're filming Jurassic Park 7 here on Vancouver Island. I wonder where they're filming. But if it were in Oak Bay, maybe they should call it Geriatric Park. That is the funniest joke I've ever heard. Are you dabbing? What is the sound <laughs> of dabbing for 10 minutes? Dish, 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 dab. Quit that. 
Paul, I'm interested to uh, hear your opinion on this uh, new Tim Hortons roll up the rim sort of contesting that they're rolling out in March. Well, number one, I hate anything changed. I want everything to be the same until I die. And uh, maybe then they can think about changing anything that I've ever known. But before then, please don't change anything. Okay, so you hate this, I would assume then. <laughs> no, <laughs> Just shut it down completely. Just kidding. It's That's the, that's the type of pushback it's going to get, though, I feel. Oh, you start oh, changing sure. an institution like roll up the rim, that's what people are going to say. But let's have, hear it. Yeah, people have some ownership around uh, Tim Hortons, right, being Canadian. It's like, this Very is ours, and yeah. this is the way it is. This is our pride and joy. Let's keep it the way it, it is. Pretty Put much. your phone down. We know it's owned by a multinational <laughs> conglomerate based in yes, Brazil. Yes, Thank yes. you. We don't we need do that message. That. We do. Yes, but, we, but still people feel the ownership. You're right, Jenny. Okay, so starting March 11th, Roll Up the Rim is going to look a little bit different. So Roll Up the Rim usually is like the, you just roll up the paper cup and you win a bunch of stuff and yeah. that's about it. So well, fun. they are shortening it, so they're only making it two weeks of the month mm-hmm. uh, that you what actually get usually? to roll up. I think it's like a couple months. Like, it is quite a long period of time. But okay. then for the rest of it, you'll have to do it on the mobile app. So they'll have like a roll up the rim on the app. And okay. it, this is what's kind of cool about it is if you use a reusable cup, mm-hmm. you get three spins or three rolls on the app. Oh. So it... First of all, gets rid of a, a lot of garbage, yeah. right? If you're using your reusable, you get more chances to win That's great. on the app, which seems cool. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, they're probably eventually, I would assume, phasing out the actual like rolling up of the rim. Really? Yeah, I'm just doing it on the app. But as of right now, it's just two weeks with the paper cup, and then the rest is on the app. Okay, well, that's good, because as a guy who carries my Yeti coffee mug mm. around with me everywhere... It's true. It's like this only encourages me to litter. Yeah. Not litter, but, you know, it's like use unreusable paper cups. So. Now, okay. what, what they're also saying is that they're, all the prizes altogether is like half the amount as it usually is. So they're cutting down on that because they have this new loyalty program where if you drink seven coffees and you get a, a coffee or a baked good no matter what. So you don't have to roll any rims. It's like you automatically get that. So they're doing that year round. That's baloney though. What? I like, okay. I'm in for that. I don't want to, for some reason when you told me about this, I don't want to carry around a little loyalty card that gives me a free coffee every seven coffees. <laughs> but I do want to like, if I got seven losers in a row, I would carry around the little lip of the coffee oh, cup. Yeah. I would carry seven around of those. And if they were like, if you bring in seven losers, you get a free coffee. Well, okay. On that note also, another detail is that if you're a loser, you get entered into a draw for $100,000, which sounds pretty good too. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, pretty good. And uh, I don't feel strongly, but you feel strongly about the people who work at Tim Hortons oh, having to yeah, hold and deal with. Every single what year. What did you call it? Mouth juice? Mouth soaked rims of <laughs> cardboard. You know what I mean? Like when I, yeah. when I give the little winning ticket, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I rolled this out with my mouth and I'm giving yes. it to you in your bare hands. Yes. You don't have a bin or anything you can go into? Come on. Think about the employees. We just got word that Instagram now has Instagram music and Facebook as well. So you can post uh, via your story and have music attached to it because that was the thing that was only available in the States. So anyone that you followed in the States, you weren't actually able to hear the music that they were playing. But yeah. now it's a thing for your Instagrams. Yeah, that's if great. You care about that. It, uh, it came through. They had to like, do a bunch of deals with um, music publishing societies and organizations and domestic labels and distributors. And this is a whole rig- yeah. rigmarole. Uh, so now it's like, I don't know if I'm actually going to make too 
much use to this no. for my own stories, but it's true. Like, creative people do use it, mm-hmm. and now we'll at least be able to see it. Yeah. But hang on. You were trying to use it before. We were just testing it out. Yeah. And is it that you don't hear the music while you're taking the little video? Yeah, you add it to it after. You use the little sticker uh-huh. section of your Instagram story, and then you apply the music sticker to that video or to that photo and then it'll like show you either the lyrics or just a little link to the song. Okay, well, yeah. I... What's your first song going to be that you're going to use on that Instagram that, uh, music That feature? Attitude song that... I need I got, an attitude. I got an attitude. Yeah, that's I'm going to have an attitude. LaKayla 47. Yeah. I think this one for me. Yeah. I've been really into Jameer quite lately. No, no, no. Yeah. Are you going to be dancing in the video? No. Probably straight face. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, it looks like Vancouver is going to be making a bid for the 2030 Olympic Winter Games. Okay, but you got to think about with climate change, Vancouver is going to be even less wintry than it is now. In fact, probably the whole town will be right underwater. What kind of Olympic Games are you going to be doing then? Water skiing right down Granville Street. That's what. Surf's up, my dudes. Since his cutie pie auspicious debut peeking over his little cutie cute blanket with his little creepy three-fingered hand, Baby Yoda has taken the whole oh. entire world by storm. Who did you think I was going to talk I about? I don't know. I was thinking of different names going through my head. Right. It was like someone who works here maybe. Yes, I don't know. I know who you mean. Huh? <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, yeah, Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And they just released, there's like a big toy fair going on right now, and they just released a bunch of these toys because uh, there was no toys for Christmas. Everyone was losing their minds. Everyone wanted a Baby Yoda toy under the tree. Well, guess what? Tough nuts. No baby, tough, tough big green ears. <laughs> no Baby Yoda toys. Yeah, I was now surprised it took, it took this long, but um, you I know usually why, like... Trying to keep it a surprise. They're trying to keep Baby Yoda a surprise. And yeah. if you get a bunch of toys in production, then it's going to leak. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, um, are you happy about it? I mean, there's going to be this $60 animatronic Baby Yoda that, like, sleeps in a little crib and naps yeah. and, like, puts its arm out and looks at yes. you, like, with big puppy dog eyes. <laughs> that's right. It's 60 um, bucks, and that's the action that it does. It reaches its hand out and closes its eyes. I think that's all you would want from it. Yeah, it harnesses the force. Okay, after looking at it, it looks like just a hairless Furby. And oh, Furbies boy. with hair are creepy. And without hair... I find it even more terrifying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you would say that, yeah. That's the thing that I don't really understand about the like, what you would say that. Well, you're a non-Star Wars fan. That's but, true. <laughs> but but it's true. Number one, you're 100 percent right. And number two, I don't know why anyone would want a, certainly a life-size Baby Yoda in their house because guaranteed you're going to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. You're going to see this thing mm-hmm. reaching out for you. Yeah, you're going to no. half asleep. It's dark out. It's green, giant ears. You're going to end up kicking the thing. And they're also just like asking to be haunted. The dolls? Are? Yeah, the dolls are just asking to be like, haunted. If I were Chucky a ghost, style. yeah, if I were a ghost, I would haunt that doll. Uh-huh. Because Why? because of the animatronics, you know, there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of Furbies were haunted, so. Is that so? Yeah, man. Oh, look it up. There's a book about it. <laughs> Jenny's got this book. I always go to her house and I'm like, "Oh, can I borrow this book? It's it's uh, history's most famous haunted Furbies." <laughs> Some news from the RCMP. They're getting some new German Shepherd puppies, a new like generation of police dogs, and they need some help uh, naming them. 
Now, this is a, they're doing it as like a contest. So it's for Canadian children between the ages four to 14, which immediately I'm disappointed that we don't have a say in mm. what we name them. That's easy to fudge, though. I know. I guess, yeah, I could get a fake ID or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in elementary school. Um, the puppy names must begin with the letter N, have no more than two syllables and nine letters. Must live in Canada, be between the ages of four and 14 years old, and uh, you have until March 25th. And then if you get your name chosen, then you get a laminated photo of the pup, you get a plush toy, and an RCMP water bottle. How cute is that? It's really cute. Puppies are really cute. They are cute. The in thing is throwing me here. I know. We are speculating that they just go down the (laughs) alphabet for every... Um, like model year of dog batch of dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I guess L M N. Midge and Mozart was last year's. There's a picture of them on this article. I sent me. Okay, so that's cute. I guess dogs are nice, but like it's really limiting. What are yeah. you gonna name a dog with the N? With it starts with N. Like No No, Nigel, Nitro. Nitro is pretty good actually. Yeah, not bad. But like Nini. Why are you gonna do that? I don't know. If you have any suggestions. Hey, as long as you keep the dogs off of Wet'suwet'en and Territory, that's all I care about. Now, um, here's the other thing about dogs, which is really cool, actually. If you haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. last night at uh, the Canucks game, I was really jealous, actually, because, you know, the little, pardon the pun, dog and pony show that we do during between periods of the Royals game. Mm-hmm. The, over at the Canucks last night, they had their first ever dog race oh. on the ice. And the dogs belonged to the Canuck players. No way! Okay, so like Horvat's dog, I think, won, but they like raced these dogs on the ice. Dogs slipping, sliding around all over the place. A pug goes off in the corner and scratches itself. Can you imagine a cuter thing? No, that's adorable. Fire me immediately and just replace me with dogs. That's what I always say. And also, I love when the dog drops the puck. It should always be that way. It should always be a dog. Oh, really? Can you name me a dreamier Canadian than Sam Roberts? No. Yeah. I think you're I think you're right. It's pretty dreamy. Who decides this? Me. Oh. Sweet. All right. But weigh in, obviously. Hmm? You can weigh in on it. Yeah. Um if you have like I said, if you got another dreamy Canadian you want to talk about. No, I got none. Dreamier than Sam Roberts. Yeah, not dreamier than Sam Roberts. Have you seen his eyes? Yeah, I've looked yeah. into him. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Cool. In love with them forever. Uh, So we were talking about the RCMP and how they have some new puppies coming into their team and they're doing a naming contest. And the name has to begin with the letter N, have no more than two syllables and nine letters. And then Harry texted in (laughs) and said, if they don't name a dog Narc or Narco, I'll be upset. (laughs) That's the only acceptable answer I've heard. That's perfect. That's so good. Yep. Oh, someone thinks that you're the dreamiest Canadian. I think that's about naming the dogs. This one named oh. dog after me. <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. I'm Jenny. I'm Crystal. I'm Lindsay. And we are On The the Rag. You could be on the rag, too, with us if you listen to the podcast, which you Mm -hmm. can find at thezone.fm slash podcast, also on Spotify. I like to talk (laughs) about things that people feel, for some reason, uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times have you brought up 
a vagina to a friend this week. Do you have nipple hair? Yep. All about your periods. You make yeah. them uncomfortable comfortable. I bleed a lot. I have a copper IUD. You can learn about your body, our bodies, other sexual health related things. We bring in experts because I don't know anything actually. <laughs> <laughs>